I'm living the life of one of those like women that have just like all the money in the world, but that's not the way our lives worked. We're a dual income family. My husband comes to me one day and he goes, Donna, what the fuck? Like, he's like, we are, we need to stop spending money. You need to start making money or we need to get, let go of nanny because we can't do both. Nannies are so expensive, by the way. It's insane how much money you end up spending just to have someone watch your kid while you work. But I couldn't continue. And I had like, I had a moment where I was like, rock bottom. I really truly hit a moment where I was like, what am I gonna do next? I can't do casting. Are you ready to decide it's your turn to live your most purposeful, profitable, passionate life? I'm Christina LeCure, former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach. I truly believe every one of us was put here for a God-given purpose, and it is our responsibility to live that fully. For well over a decade now, I've been turning my life as well as countless others around from feeling unworthy, incompetent, and without a purpose to living a life I cannot wait to wake up for even on days when shit hits the fan. And it all started with a decision. Yeah, you heard that right. I said God and shit in the same sentence. So clearly this won't be your typical podcast, but what I can assure you is that each week, myself and my guests are going to enlighten you, fire you up and having you walk away with stories and strategies to not only boost your confidence, but give you hope that at any moment in time, you have the power to decide it's your turn. Hey y'all, welcome back to the podcast. Today is a special one. I am joined by Donna Bowling. It's spelt Dana Bowling if you follow her over on Instagram or TikTok. She is a brand strategist and a video coach. And today we talk about how to get more confident on camera, but we also talk about so many life decisions about what got Donna from being a former Los Angeles casting director to now being famous over on social media. Today was a special one. You guys are going to enjoy it. I did for sure. Y'all, you know how this goes. I have had the record off for the last 11 minutes because Dana, not Donna, no, Donna not Dana, um, and I have been jamming for the last 11 minutes because I had to actually get to know this woman because I followed her online and reached out to her because I was like, um, you are fun and you are the exact person I need to have on my podcast because so many people tell me they don't show up confidently on camera and how the hell did you do that? And as me as a confidence coach, I mean, I can tell you all the ways, but I thought no better than having an expert Donna Bowling, if you guys don't follow her on Instagram right now, 100% run, go. It's so good. You're you're fantastic at what you do. And thank you for being here. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to be here, Christina. We're like besties already. 11 it's, minutes it's over. In. We're 11 minutes in and we have all the things. It's just going to be so much fun today. Um, before I keep going, please tell everyone who you are, what you do, all the fun things. Yeah. Um, so of course, Donna spelled Dana. So if you're confused, I am too. And um, I am a former casting director. I used to be a casting director here in Los Angeles, where I still live, where I'm born and raised. There's like six of us. And um, I was the casting director for about 15 years after college, working on scripted TV shows. So I did a lot for Disney and Nickelodeon. And then of course, um, moved over to ABC and Fox and at the time CWWB, et cetera. Did that for a long time um, and then and was pretty miserable. And we were kind of getting into that. And we can get more into that. But, you know, well, it was a good get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a job. It was a good job. And then I went into I was an agent, a talent agent for a year. That's a whole other story. And then um, 
at 37 years old, I kind of had a, you can't call it a midlife crisis because I was 37, but I had like a rock bottom moment where I didn't know what to do next with my life. And I had to figure it out. And I started a business coaching actors and helping them get good in auditions situations, better at auditions, because that was something I was really good at. And slowly, slowly, that transformed into the business that I have now, which is helping entrepreneurs and business owners and brands, et cetera, show up on video more confidently, get comfortable creating content, be um, connecting with their audiences, et cetera, when they're, you know, on video or creating content online. Oh my gosh, this, like, let's just start from the freaking beginning. So I'm, I'm loving this because you guys, I really want you to listen to this and put yourself in the story. So obviously Donna's story is different than mine, but it's exactly the same in so many ways. Like she was a casting director. I was a professional golfer. Like it's all exact same thing. So take this story and put yourself right on in it. If this resonates with you. So you get out of college and like, do you do the thing that like everyone told you was going to make you happy and successful and make you the money and like your life is going to be perfect? Well, it's so funny. It's actually not exactly that. It was what I thought I wanted to do. So I, you know, I grew up here in Los Angeles, like I said, obsessed, massively obsessed with anything entertainment related TV, being on the set. That was a dream of mine when I was in seventh grade, my birthday present that I had asked and begged for was just to see a live taping of a show. I, a full house, actually, that's what I went to. So I was, I like obsessed, just wanted to be on the set. And, um, I, I had the TV on from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to bed. If I could, you know, that was just like my life. I would go to the Universal Studios, like backlot tour, which I take my kids to sometimes because it's so close to where we live. And I remember my sister would be like, this is cool. You know, it's just like a normal response. And I'd be like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like, I just loved the industry, but I knew I didn't want to be an actor. And um, I graduated, I went to Santa Barbara, UC Santa Barbara. And when I graduated, my mom had met, like right before I graduated, she had met a casting director on a plane. Randomly, they sat next to each other. My mom knew I wanted to be in the industry because I had interned actually for a talent manager the summer before, didn't love it. So she just got me a meeting with her. And I met with her and she needed an intern. And I was on the set of That's So Raven, the original That's So Raven on the Disney Channel with Raven Simone. And her office was upstairs and downstairs was the set, like the studio. And I was like, this is it. Like, I found my dream. I found my dream. So I kind of fell into casting. And for a, for a good amount of time, it really was my dream job. It really was. Like, seeing all the actors and seeing how the process was made and meeting and and, you know, seeing the process through the beginning, the ideation of the character to, you know, on set and seeing them become these huge stars. You know, we discovered Zendaya. We brought Debbie Ryan. A lot of people, some people know her or not. She had a, a she had a bunch of shows. We brought her to the Disney Channel. Lots of um, experiences like that. Jenna Ortega, who's Wednesday, like we put her on the Disney Channel. So there was a lot of experiences that were really, really cool. However, <laughs> um, I hated it. Like I started to get to a place where I hated it. And I think it's come down to a couple of things. Um, I think we all kind of inside know what we're meant to be doing, even though we haven't figured it out. And I was in my 20s and I was winning awards. I was the youngest casting director on a TV show at 26 years old. I was casting Sweet Life on Deck for the Disney Channel, winning best children's casting, articles, et cetera. Like, and and being a casting director in Los Angeles, by the way, is like being 
more than being a celebrity because everywhere you go is actors and all they're trying to do is, you know, impress you. Mm. So like I was getting like, you know, in front of the line at the bars and the clubs at the time I was in my twenties, right. Um, free tickets to concerts, this, that, like it was pretty, it was a pretty sweet gig. And I was struggling with massive anxiety, panic attacks daily. Um, didn't feel confident, really um, unhappy in my body, was gaining a lot of weight, was drinking too much, like all of those things that I just felt like were not healthy, right? Um, and I didn't really understand. I didn't connect the two. But I. But what happened was a couple things happened. Um, and one day I came home, my husband, I had just gotten married. My husband is a camera operator, a director of photography on reality shows. So he works on like the bachelor and love Island and, um, you know, like all those shows, right. Bachelor in paradise type shows. And he, he was like painting our fence. I remember in our backyard, we hadn't had our kids yet. And I came home and I was like, I have a question for you. Do you like your job? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I love it. And he legitimately does. Like I felt it. I knew it. I see it now. And I was like, what, why don't I like, what am I going to do? I don't like it. And he's like, Oh, well, you just don't like this show because that's the way casting works. It's very freelance. Right. So I would work on a show for a couple months and then another show. And I was like, no, I don't think it's the show. Although some were better than others. I like getting the job. I like the, the meeting on the project presenting my ideas. I hate the actual job. I hate sitting in a room all day long watching no offense, but pretty bad talent trying to get through the weed through to find the magic, bring the magic, get the magic to become a star and then become a forgotten person in the process and get paid pretty shitty for it too. No uh, recognition. The Academy Awards don't give casting directors any recognition. Like it's just a forgotten job. I knew there was more for me. I just didn't know what it was at the time. <laughs> oh, so good. So this is like the part that I really want people to pay attention to because I believe it's like decision, faith, and action. So in that moment, you like made the decision. You're like, okay, I've been doing this. And how old were you about at the time? This was like when 36, 37. Okay. So you're like 36, 37. This is right before like your big change. So 36, 37, you're like fully in your life, you doing all the things. And like, is there a part of you in your brain is like, well, I can't switch now. Like I can't do this. So you can't just change jobs. You can't just quit a job. Like who does this? You just can't do that. Like, is this going through your brain? Okay. So this is the story. Yes. Okay, I want to hear this. This of is course. the story. So casting, just like, you know, any other job in the in entertainment industry, it's very, um, it's freelance. You get hired for 10 weeks for a pilot, you know, a season, the show could get canceled. You don't know what's next. Right. And I hated that also, by the way. And that's what we w deal with as entrepreneurs also, but it's my own baby. And I feel like I have control when I was in casting. I felt very much at the whim of the call, the phone call, you know, and, um, and so we were between jobs and it was like around the holidays going into the next year. And we were talking about like meeting on more projects. And I knew in my heart, I had a partner, by the way, a business partner. That's what I say. We, and I knew in my heart that this was not for me. However, I was living a lifestyle that I couldn't like 
being unemployed and not making money, I couldn't continue. And I thought I could for a second, like I was living this fake lifestyle. So what had happened was I had had my baby, my second baby, and now he was a year and a half. And I had a nanny because I worked, right? And so I kept my nanny because I assumed I'll go back to work pretty soon. And so I'm spending all this money on my nanny, but I'm not working. But I, what I am doing is living the life of a real housewife. So I am going to gyms two, three times a day. Like that's so expensive here in LA. It's insane, right? I'm going to lunch every day with my friends. I'm actually hanging out with one of the current, she was, she became a Beverly Hills housewife. She's a friend of mine. We're going out. I'm buying things that I can't afford. Like I'm living the life of, a, you know, one of those like women that have just like all the money in the world, but that's not the way our lives work. We're a dual income family. My husband comes to me one day and he goes, Donna, what the fuck? Like, he's like, we are, we need to stop spending money. You need to start making money or we need to get, let go of the nanny because we can't do both. Nannies are so expensive, by the way. It's insane how much money you end up spending just to have someone watch your kid while you work. But I couldn't continue. And I had like, I had a moment where I was like, rock bottom. I really, truly hit a moment where I was like, what am I going to do next? I can't do casting. I can't go back into it. And I also have no other skills. I thought it's like, my skill set is not transferable. Like what I didn't, you know, I didn't understand marketing, advertising, branding, um, PR. Like there were so many other careers that I thought sounded kind of cool, but I was like, I don't have any skills other than just like auditioning. I didn't realize how many skills I actually did have. But at the time, I felt very lost. I didn't understand the the through line. And to be 100% honest, I didn't want to get another job working for other people. I wanted to do my own thing. And so um, long story short, I was very sick. I woke up on a Monday morning in March of 2017. And I was very, very sick. And like with mono, randomly. I'm, I'm a married woman in my 30s and I got mono. I mean, it's probably stress-related, actually. and. Um, I was so depressed because I loved to exercise and I couldn't move my body. And also I wasn't making money. And also I was unproductive. I don't know about you, but when I'm sick, it's like hard for me to relax. And I talked to my sister on the phone and I said, what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to do? I feel like I'm in a hole and I can't get out. Like, I don't know what's next. And like a few steps got me here, but she basically was like, take your calling card, take something, you know, really well and just start. And what I knew really well was helping actors. That I knew. And so with 103 degree fever, I created a website. And I went on Facebook because it was 2017. And I announced, I'm starting a business. Donna Bowling Audition Coaching. And I got my first client that day. Wow. So I, yeah, so that was the moment. That's amazing. But you know what? It started with making a decision. Like you're just like, I'm sick, but I'm just going to do this damn thing. Cause like you felt like you had nothing else that you could do. And then you took action, right? Like, well, so that's the difference, not just making the decision, but moving on the decision, like actually implementing this scary decision that had I not been sick, I may have not done. I think me being sick, I was like delusional and like hallucinating because we overthink ourselves so much. We're so scared to announce something new or to share something new. And because I was so sick and like, I think in like a fog plus depressed, I was like, there's nothing to lose. You know, it was yeah. a perfect storm. And how many times have you lost in since 2017? How many times have you got your ass kicked since 2017? Probably like 475,000 times. I was, maybe? 
I was about to say it was closer to a million, but I was like, is this a trick question? (laughs) But that's the thing. Like, even like, because I think what people do is they like look at you on social media now, they look at me, like they look at anyone on social media and they're like, oh, it must have been so easy for them. It's like, oh, success has come so easy for her. Like, she's totally confident on camera to dance around like an idiot or whatever you do. Because I love that. And I say that with like so much because I do the exact same shit. But, you know, it's, it started by taking some action. And that's the part that I think like so many people miss. And so you got your first client and obviously, you know, and I don't want someone to hear like, oh, she got her first client. That's how it works. So that's why she did it. Because when, how many more did it take after that? Or how many losses did you get? Or like, it's just all of the things in between, but you also too must've just had some random belief in yourself that it was going to work out. Right. So I literally didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. I was like, when I think back to how much knowledge I had about like the process of having an online business, like I literally was just shooting in the dark, right? Anyone out there now that has the ability to see all this stuff on YouTube, it was probably there, but I just didn't know to look for it. I honestly didn't know what I was doing. I didn't even understand that I was running an online business. I started my business and I really luckily got a few clients right off the bat, but that's because I had a strong network of people in this industry. And I had a, I had good credibility in this industry. Like people were dying to coach with a casting director, you know, it, it, like whatever. But the point is that once that business took up and it did take off real fast, I was so overwhelmed and I was so discombobulated. I had not one system set. I didn't have an email list. I didn't have any sort of organization. I was using my Gmail account, like my personal Gmail account. I was giving out my phone number because I didn't know how else. I I, I was being paid on Venmo. Like I didn't understand business. And what happened because of that is I lost all boundaries. I lost all sort of like um, schedule. I was waking up at 6am to coach online, taking my kids to school and then staying up until 10pm coaching online. I fell into a really, really bad, um, like, uh, bout of anxiety. Um, my health was being like, it was struggling. My relationship was bad. I was working from home and like people were coming into my home every day. It was a mess. It was a mess. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Right. Because had I not done it that way, I think had I done it, like overthinking the perfect plan, making sure to hire the perfect, making sure everything is in order. The website is perfect before I sell, tell people. Had I done that, I think I would have never found the success. I think it's like the magic is in just like um, running when you can't see what's ahead of you and like banging into walls left and right, but like figuring it out, right? That's the magic. And then, you know, so things changed since then, obviously, but that was the first year and a half. But that's so good because you just took massive action. You just kept showing up. Like you just figured out like, okay, this isn't working. Now I'm going to go this way. And like everyone loves the word pivot after the the pandemic. But yeah, you just kept- I think I created that. Like obviously that's a word and it was on friends and like people talked about pivoting. But in 2018, I decided, so it was the end of 2018, 2019, I had a coach and she and I were at a retreat, one of her retreats. And that was the moment where I told her, I was like, I want to pivot. We laughed because she was like, you're going to be the queen of pivoting. All of a sudden, 2020, everyone's pivoting. I was like, I came up with it. (laughs) 2019, I came up with that. I love it so much. 
So yeah, you kept pivoting until you found something that felt so in alignment, which is probably close to exactly what you do today. Yeah, it was, well, it's so weird the way the world works and the universe works. And I really, truly believe that things work out for you. They just kind of do. Oh um, God, everything happens for you. Everything. Yeah, and you I literally it. just posted something on my stories. Uh, one of those, like, um, I follow this account, Quotes by Christy, and she always takes, like, a really good quote, quote and makes it, like, really pretty. And so I share a lot of them because they're always so applicable with what you're going through in your life right now. But it's exactly that. Like, I'm just a believer that everything flows and it like works out and it may not work out now, but it will at some point. Right. So, um, I didn't want to work with actors. This was the truth. I love actors as human beings, but here was the hard, hardest part about working with actors. And I'm sure you feel this, Christina, like if you're coaching a client who, you know, is doing everything that they're doing, right. They are killing it with their self-development or their personal growth. And with actors, I'm like, they are so good. They are so strong. They're the best actor. They're so perfect. They're just... And then they go out for the audition and they keep getting the no, the no, because that's the world of acting is like all the no's to get the one yes. And it was hard for me. I hate not getting the results that I want. And, you know, when I go to the gym and work out, like I better see a muscle. If I don't see a muscle, I'm doing something wrong. I've got to try harder. But with actors, sometimes you can't try harder. Like sometimes it's really out of your control. And that being said, also, I was working with a lot of kids because that's what I was really known for. And it's hard working with parents. Like it really was. It was not an easy job. And um, and so I'm in Thailand in uh, the end of 2019 with my family, 17 of us. I was in Thailand in 2019, swear to God, right before the pandemic. I was there December of 2019. Girl, so was I. Where were you? I was in oh Phuket most of the time. Oh my gosh. We flew into Bangkok. Then we went to Chiang Mai. Yeah. And then we ended yeah. in um, Karabi. Okay. I went there. I, we went to um, <laughs> Bangkok, Chiang Mai, and then um, Phuket. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we, we were there for Christmas. We did the whole And Christmas. the whole shebang. Yeah, I think we came on like January 10th or whatever. And then like things started to kind of get gnarly over there like in February. And then the world shut down in twenty uh, yeah. in uh, March. Yeah. So this is the craziest thing. We went to Korea on, on January 2nd, I think, because we had a one-day layover. So we did this like amazing soul um, trip, like a day trip. Uh, and it was so fun and whatever. And then like literally a week later, we were like, there's coronavirus in Seoul, Korea. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. It was so scary at the time. It's so funny. We were there at the same time. But I remember walking down the beach with my Singa beer with my husband, like the light, the sun is going down. It was one of those like reflecting moments. And I thought to myself, I have to do something because I don't want to work with actors anymore. Like I need to pull the trigger about or like rip the band-aid and do something because pilot season was coming up. Now, pilot season, for anyone that doesn't understand the entertainment industry, is this time period between around January, March, April, right? Beginning the first quarter of the year were, and it's a little different now because there's so many streaming services, but at the time, the major networks were all casting their pilots. It's the first episode of the potential new series. And so all of these actors are getting massive amounts of auditions. It's an amazing time for business. My money was the biggest like chunk was first quarter always. But I knew that if I didn't want to do this, I had to tell people before pilot season started. So I had to make a quick decision talking about that. And I kind of tabled it. We came home, we moved into our new house on January 10th. So like 
jet lag, tired, moving into our new house. And on January 20th, I officially went on Instagram. I didn't even overthink it. Swear to God, Christina, I didn't even overthink it. What had happened, I had a couple of people that had reached out to me asking for help growing their Instagram. They knew that I was doing really well and they wanted my tips because they were ha they had their small businesses and I loved that. And so I just said on stories, I love you actors and I, I, I want to be there for you. And by the way, my audience at that time was like probably only like 4,000 on Instagram. And it was all actors and their parents. That was all that followed me. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like I have to follow my heart and I'm not going to be working with actors. I'm working with entrepreneurs who want to grow their businesses online. The comments that I got, like the DMs, not positive. Some were like, that's awesome. Congrats. Most were like, wow, wow. I can't believe that you're doing this to us like so soon before we need you. And like, it was a bad, scary feeling, but I felt so light. I felt like I could fly. What ended up happening was two months later, pandemic hits, the entertainment industry shuts down. I wouldn't have had any work. And my business explodes because everyone and their mother is starting an online business from home. So it was a crazy that universe. That is the like faith part. That is the faith part, folks. Like that's the part of the universe. Like that is you just trusting yourself, taking the action, and then it all works out. Like, I mean- I know that we'll talk about this, you know, uh, when we do your podcast, but yeah, in the beginning of 2020, I was still, um, I was, I had been doing this since like 2018. I had my live event in 2019, like things were going really, really well, but I was still holding on to some corporate golf events because I mean, I was getting paid like $10,000 a day. Like, why would I get rid of that? Absolutely. But I knew in my school, I didn't want to do it anymore. Pandemic happened. I lost like $100,000 in like four days of phone calls. Like, hi, Ouch. hi, we're canceling. Hi, we're canceling. And yeah, there was like a two week period where I wanted to like crawl in a hole and die. But die, yeah. I promise you, like come April 1st, I was like, you watch me. Everyone's sitting on the couch watching Netflix and Tiger King. I'm going to lap people. I lost $100,000 that week. I probably made an extra 200 or 300 that summer. Like it was just, you know what I mean? But it was like just that action, that faith, decision, faith and action, like all of those things. But I love that you said that, like everything works out for you. Hey, y'all, it's Christina. If you've listened to this podcast a while, you probably heard me talk about my clients. And the reason for that is I'm obsessed with them and they're obsessed with their results. Having been a one-on-one -on -one coach for over five and a half years and being voted the top confidence coach in 2020, I can firmly tell you there is not a faster way to success than having someone hold you consistent, confident, and give you the clarity you need to achieve your personal and professional goals. In 2023, I am doing something that no one else in the coaching industry does, and that's allowing you to have me as your one-on-one -on -one coach for less than $300 a month. So if you've ever thought about one-on-one -on -one coaching and didn't think it was possible for you, I would encourage you to text me the word COACH to 501-222-3362, and I can tell you what it would look like to have you and I together in a one-on-one -on -one coaching capacity for the next year to make sure you are deciding it is your turn to hit the goals that you have decided for in 2023. Again, text me the word COACH to 501-222-3362. You can send me a message on Instagram at bchristina or check the show notes for more details. I look forward to hearing from you. Do you believe it's true that like the reason why it works out for you is because you believe it? Like, does that ring true for you? 
I think, look, I've had some really down periods too. So I don't want to say like, because I never want anyone to hear this and be like, oh my God, she's so, because I, I have to be honest. I hate stories of people that like, it feels like it's all so easy. Oh God. None of this shit was easy. This was, this was, I mean, did I get a lot of clients right off the bat? Yes. Like you're talking about taking the, taking the move to like, go for it during the pandemic when you knew everyone was taking the move to like drink wine at 11 a.m. Yes, I was legitimately, when I tell you, I have a post that went viral. Remember back on those Instagram posts before reels where you could just write things and it would go oh viral? Oh God, wouldn't that be um, <laughs> Like a tweet? Actually, they're coming back. Shockingly, Adam Aseri, the head of Instagram, did say like he's pushing more. And of course, I'm a video coach. So I'm like, I, I don't care either way because I know video is so important. But the videos, they push too many videos. They they agree. And now they're kind of like, you'll see a lot more carousels and stuff in your content now. But um, I had a post that said, through this pandemic, this is what I've realized. I've saved this many hours on school drop-offs, this many hours on da-da-da, this many hours on, this many hours going to the gym, this many, like, you don't realize people fell apart during the pandemic. I kicked it up into high gear. So just do things work out for me or do we work our asses off to make things work out? I mean, you can't sit back and assume that the phone will ring and your money will come in. It's just not going to work that way. That's why people that manifest and just like put up a picture of a beach house and then just sit back and like, you know, pour themselves a drink and turn on Love Island. Like it ain't happening. Girl, but preach. Right? Like I'm still up at five in the morning during the pandemic working out. I started, I created a workshop Two weeks into the pandemic, it was March still, called Find Your Focus Workshop. Do you think I had any idea what I was doing? It killed, right? Like there was like 60 live people there. And that was what turned it into, you have to take action and like run with opportunity, right? So you, you and I, you and I are on the same page, but a lot of people struggle because they feel like it's, that's not the story for me. It never works out for me. That's what they feel, right? Those other people feel like I'm the victim. It never works out for me. I've been friends with those people. Not everything works out for me. I'm going to be honest with you, Christina. Quarter four of 2022 was my worst quarter ever, ever in business. So I never want people to think that I'm just like killing it all the time. Now, there's a few reasons that it was the worst. It wasn't only because, you know, my business failed. I chose a lot of, um, I had to like pull back on a lot of income streams, but this is something that every day, just like a muscle, like your golf swing, we have to get up and we have to exercise this muscle of taking action and creating like success. That's it. It's just like, we do it or we don't do it. Right? I totally, I totally agree with you. I think that there's a, I believe everything happens for a reason, but I also believe too, like me reaching out to you. Do you know how many people I've randomly reached out for a podcast before? Maybe four. Maybe four or five. How did that happen then? Like what happened? It was just so rent Cause I just like, I followed you. I kind of liked like, and you guys, this is honest to God, like the truth. Like I really don't reach out to a ton of people cold. I don't really have to, like, I'm, su I'm super blessed. I don't really have to, but I think it was just a combination of like what you do on video. And I really want people, and I, I'd love for us to kind of talk about this too. Like, yeah, let's get into that. Let's get into that. But I really want you guys to understand this. Like, I truly do believe everything happens for me, but just like Doug, uh, Donna said, I really, I take so much action and I make 
the fastest decisions humanly possible. And that's one of the reasons why I am so confident. And that is one of the reasons why I can trust myself. And that is the reason why even when shit hits the fan, which it does, and my life is far from perfect, but I've just decided it's amazing. And I've just decided that everything works out for me because it makes my experience on this planet so much better, but exactly like a hundred percent. And I love the fact that, you know, outside looking in, everything looks like you're absolutely blowing and going. I tell everyone all the time, I'm so vulnerable about like my actual life and how much money I actually make and how much work I actually, how much time I actually spend on this. Like I am to a fault almost because I want people to, like my coach has told me before, she's like, you concentrate a little too much on the action and you don't concentrate on how amazing your results in your life is. And I'm like, yeah, but I want people to understand that like, it's all part of it. Yes, I have amazing life, but it's because I take so much action. It's ridiculous. So just like, yeah, go ahead. Well, one thing that you just said that I think is really interesting. So January of this year, like I have a podcast, it's called show up on video. You're going to be on it. Okay. I, I've been a podcaster for years, not this one. I had other podcasts before that, but so I'm like good on the podcast front. Right. But I was walking one day on January 6th, just a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, and I am listening to a podcast that's talking about like wanting, you know, something amazing for yourself. And like, you have to be really clear about what that is, because I've never really thought like, what is it that I want? Of course, I want success. Of course, I want money. Of course, I want, you know, to speak and da da But I, like, I wasn't super clear. And then all of a sudden it hit me like a ton of bricks. And this is super vulnerable. And I say it all the time now because I have nothing to lose. I want a podcast on Dear Media. Dear Media is like, I listen to all of their podcasts. It's a studio. It's Dear Media Studio. So they have a bunch of female podcasts on there that I love. Skinny Confidential, The Toast, Taste of Taylor, like a bunch of different fun podcasts, right? Not skinny, but not fat. These are like my fun, happy podcasts. And I was like, show up on video will never be on that. It just won't. Like it's it's just not a business focused type of thing. I need a different kind of podcast. So January 6th, at 1 p.m., I come up with this idea. Like, I want to be on Dear Media. January 6th at 2 p.m. It's a Friday, by the way. Like, most people are done for the week. At 2 p.m., I start a podcast called Daily Dose of Donna. And since January 6th, I have run five days a week, about 10 to 12-minute podcast called Daily Dose of Donna. Donna, I talk about all the things. I did not sit in the wondering, should I? I just made the decision and did it. That's exactly why you and I will always find success. Absolutely. 110%. Like 110%. You'll always figure it out because you take massive amounts of action and you just figure you're willing to get your ass kicked. Like I'm always willing to get my ass kicked. I'm always willing to show up and be an idiot. Like that's why, again, I resonated with like some of your videos just because you're fun and like you, you seem like who you are. Obviously like, you know, you never know. I've been, I've had the, like, what is that called? The wool pulled over your what is that called? Like, I'm so bad with it. The wall pulled over your face, the rug pulled over your head. Yeah. Like I've been like, oh yeah, these people are fucking cool. And then you meet them in person and you're like, oh fuck, they're douchebags. And they're awful. And they're awful. Awful. Like you've met some really, and and I've had that experience, like in, you know, I knew a lot of athletes and like actresses and actors and all the kind of things. And sometimes you're just like, oh, that's so disappointing. But then there's some people that are amazing. But all of that to be said, it's like, you're willing to put yourself out there. You're willing to kind of get your ass kicked. You're willing to kind of make yourself, you know, it is what it is. Like you're, I I just think that, you know, I live in a small town. 
probably close to 100,000 people. There's a lot of people that don't like me. Actually, this Sunday, I posted uh, my Sunday quote said, you know, uh, 10% of people are going to love what you do. 10% of people are going to hate what you do. And 80% of people don't really give a shit. So why are you stopping yourself from what 10 people, 10% of people think? And it's 100% the truth. Like, I just want to live so full. Like, the one thing I've always known in my life is that life is really short. I don't know why I know that. Hopefully, it doesn't mean I'm going to die today. But <laughs> all of that. I think everyone that. feels that. It goes so fast. It's like it flying so- by. Yes. But I don't know. Oh, I totally disagree with that. I don't think everyone gets it because if everyone got it, everyone would show up the way that we show up. Everyone would take the risk. Everyone would live I life. I wonder or or people are just too. Because he, here's the thing, like I remember one time and I also just posted something this morning where I said like they're going to talk about you. They're going to unfollow you. You're, they're going to make they're going to laugh about you with their friends. They're going to send your content to their other friends in a DM. That's happened to me, by the way, where I get the response, by the way, no. by mistake. Mm-hmm. You are so this was so long ago. This was like two years ago. And I was cooking my kids something I had never once made bacon. Swear to God, my whole life, I'd never once made bacon. I, I grew up Jewish. My parents didn't make bacon in our house. But we had bacon. My husband was out of town. And I made my kids bacon. And I was like, I had to Google it. Like, I didn't understand how to do it. And I was proud of myself. And I posted like my the breakfast. And I was like, I just made bacon for the first time. That was it. Such a stupid nothing story. And I got a DM later from a girl who's like a peripheral friend, not a good friend or anything. And she goes, wow, what a, um, you know, like, wow, she's such a big deal. She was able to make bacon. And I'm like, you responded to me. So that's so sad. That sucks. Peace. Now, here's the thing. That kind of shit will hold people back from ever doing anything public. Oh, 110%. 110%. Totally agree with you. I had a really, 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 really mean um, DM. Like it got super personal. So this person obviously knew me and it made me so upset because like I'm a confident person and I've been doing this a long time. But if that comment would have been sent to perhaps the girl who just started or the girl who like doesn't have the confidence that I have that stops her from living in her purpose. And that just like makes me unbelievably sad. It's really, really effed how other people's words and thoughts really can get into our heads, right? We always say you can hear 99 positive comments, but if you hear one negative, you sit in it. We, I do it too. It's normal. It's just about how, how deep do you want the cuts to hit, you know, like going on TikTok, for example, I don't know if you're on TikTok, but TikTok is like a different world, right? Your videos can get crazy amounts of views and crazy amounts of um, exposure, which can be a huge game changer. I make a lot of money from clients from TikTok. So I love it there. But people are mean because they don't know you. You're so disconnected. It's not like Instagram. It feels very separate, like really keyboard warriors. And, um, And it's hard. And I actually have a lot of good friends who are huge on Instagram and really, really strong followers and won't go to TikTok. They're too scared because of that. That's crazy. I had no idea. Um, Okay. Like speaking of that, because I really want us to value your time, but I want us to give some like tangibles, but I I know that there were so many tangibles in this that you guys are going to take away, but um, let's talk video. Yeah. Like how do you show up confident? Like what are your like top five tips for showing up confidently on video? So I will say this, like, I always like to say that I promise you when I tell you this, and I I really want people to know this, I was someone that was not okay being on camera. Not only was I not okay with the way I looked, 
I hated the way I looked. I hated the way I sounded. I hated the way that my mouth moved. I hated the way that my my nose looked wide when I talked to my like I picked myself apart. I hated my um my not hated. I knew that I looked stupid. The I felt like people were judging me. I would have panic attacks when people, like I was not always this way. So if you are in any of these categories where you're anxious, nervous, scared, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, I will tell you that you do have the ability to get past it. But my son is really scared of spiders. Okay. He's really scared of spiders and his therapist. I always talk about my son. He's 10 years old. He struggles with anxiety. Wonder where he gets it. Um, my, my 10 year olds is scared of spiders and my, his therapist has a box of fake spiders that are really realistic. Why? Because it's a very common fear for kids. And what does he say? Gradual exposure is the way to increase your comfortability around these fears. Just like if you're scared of flying a plane or getting on a plane, best thing to do is get on a plane, right? Like it's exposure. So if you are uncomfortable getting on camera, you will never get better by sitting in that fear and like taking a course and not getting on camera, Amen. <laughs> right? Like stop reading the book about getting comfortable on camera. Stop. You know, I can send out all the free guides and the emails and you can listen to this podcast. Great. Cool. Happy. I just want you to know that nothing will actually get better unless you actually do it. So some ways to like ease into it are doing it without posting it. You know, getting on camera and filming yourself talking to yourself on a video where whether you're teaching something, sharing something, or even just like talking through making dinner, but just getting comfortable with the act of doing it without knowing it's going anywhere. That will already kind of like release that anxiety. The second thing is, this is going to sound crazy, but we're shallow human beings as, as, as like our nature is to want to look good. Okay. And I'm not a big filter user, although there's one filter I use on Instagram called Subtle. It's the Instagram created filter called Subtle. You know, like the word Subtle, it's bomb because it just like doesn't change your face. It just like lightens the glow a bit. That's I it. I need this. No, it's a <laughs> game changer. lighting in my house, but that's it. <laughs> it's a game changer. It like, for some reason, it just like makes me feel a little more confident. So that's what I'm saying is like confidence is important. And if you don't like the way you look, that's going to upset you and you're not going to want to post the video. So that is one way to do it. Another thing is, I don't know if you guys realize this, but when you film yourself on Instagram, on stories or whatever, it flips your camera. It like mirrors what you look like. We're used to seeing that and most people like that. So when they turn on their actual phone camera and they do a selfie, have you ever done that? Where you turn on your actual phone camera and take well, a I selfie. Knew there was a difference because like if you have like how I know this is like obviously I play golf and a lot of the hats have like logos and stuff like that but if you film it in Instagram it's like it feels like it's the right way but then if you fill it with the camera it's the opposite way. So what happens is Instagram mirrors your filming and for whatever reason most people like the way they look mirrored. Why? Because that's what we see when we're looking in a mirror right? We're used to looking at ourselves in a mirror. Like right now I'm looking at you on this zoom meeting and I see a mirrored version of me. It looks good to me. Right. But when now this is, it's, this is kind of like a little bit niche here, but when we film ourselves with our, just our camera, we take a selfie to send our friend, right? Not on Instagram, but just a selfie. If you notice, you won't like it. Hmm. It's going to look weird. Your face is going to look different. 
there's going to be like almost like a dis, like a um unsymmetrical vision of your face. And a lot of people film themselves on camera and then watch it and they're like, I can't. I look horrible or I look so weird. So I teach people how to edit that, but just change the settings on your camera so that it's mirrored. That way, when you take a selfie on your camera or when you film yourself just walking the dogs or whatever, and you don't post it and you don't create it on Instagram, you'll like the way you look more. So there's oh things God, like that. that, that ever, will, I didn't know. It was my first viral video on TikTok. I, t I shared that one tip and that video got me 10,000 followers in one week on TikTok. Whoa, good girl. It was crazy. I, I don't know. And then I tried to repost it and like it got me two followers. So I don't know what the hell. But I think I think it's 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 a really interesting thing. We are so hard on ourselves. We judge the crap out of ourselves in a way that people that are watching our content don't see us as. I always like to show my clients my first time going live on Facebook in 2017, full panic attack. I remember it like yesterday. It was Mother's Day weekend and I'm shaking and my voice is like, and, and I'm going like this and my mind was blank. I had no idea what I was talking about. There was like one person in that live, by the way. You know how you can see like it's, it goes one, zero, one, zero. And you're like, oh God, who was it? I had a full panic attack. The reason why I show that video to people is because I don't tell them I had a panic attack. I show it to them. And then I ask, what's your impression of this person? Good, nice energy. Like, you know, whatever. I'm like, I'm panicking right there. What? You don't seem like you're panicking. Exactly. No one knows. No one knows what we feel inside our nerves. We think we look awful, scary, nervous. And the truth is, None of us are looking at ourselves the way that, you know, no one else is looking at ourselves the way we look at ourselves. We're looking at ourselves with like a microscope. Yeah. What's wrong with you? That's so interesting yeah. that you say that because back in college, I used to be called the intimidator. And this was much like this, like my previous life where I definitely didn't show up in life the way that I do today, but I was called the intimidator in college. Like I was extremely, you know, intimidating, I guess, on the golf course. But I always say now the difference between then and now is the fact that I'm actually confident inside as opposed to just externally. But yeah. isn't that interesting because I was exactly like what you said. In college, I looked super confident, but inside I was a complete mess. Yeah. Well, most of us are. Like when you're doing something new, it's scary. I don't think anyone can start something new, like getting on video for the first time and feel confident. But it, like a good way to do it, if you're on Instagram and you haven't, you're not comfortable on video. The best way to start is not by creating a reel or going live. Those feel like a lot. I would go on your Instagram stories, and this is why. Your stakes are really low. So just say you have a 1,000 followers on Instagram. The majority of the, the, like the percentage of people that will see your story, and it has nothing to do with you, will be probably 100 or less. 10%. Yeah. 10%, 5 to 10%. Like it's so little, right? Maybe only 50 people will see it. And those people already have opted in to follow you. So they're already, they're already fans of yours. Yes, a lot of times people think that it's the people that are following them that are like, you know, their mother-in-law that hate them or like the ex-colleague Carol, you know, it's always her. Um, and maybe she's watching too. But it's usually people that at least have opted in to see you. And it's safe. It feels safe. So start there. Start there. And talk to your Instagram stories the way you would talk to a friend on Marco Polo, which is like a video messaging app, right? Then the more you do, 
the better you'll be. And that's just the truth. Like there's no other real way around it. Now, a lot of people like to say consistency does not equal um, confidence. I disagree. I think the more that you do it, the better you'll be. Because if you consistently do it, you will affect someone in a positive way. And you'll get one DM that's going to say that really helped me. Or you look really pretty today. Or thank you so much. Or you make me happy. I love seeing you on my feed. Whatever it is. That, that one comment will send you on your way. That's all it takes. We're ego driven. Like we want people to tell us we like, they like us. Well, that's a good reminder for everyone too. So if you know that someone needs a comment from you, send them a comment, tell them, yay, tell them, hi, tell them they look pretty. Tell them like, I always say, be kind, even to assholes. And the truth is be kind, even specialer to assholes because chances are they're being an asshole because they're not very, very nice person inside and they don't feel Mm. good about themselves. So, um, I want to respect your time. I know we both have clients after this. So um, tell everyone where they can follow you, Instagram, TikTok, the two podcasts that you now have, which will now be on Dear Media, I'm sure, within uh, within months at the worst. From your mouth to, to God's ears. Absolutely. Um, so, so I am at This Is Donna Bowling, and that's D-A-N-A over on TikTok and Instagram. I live on Instagram. Instagram stories is like my main hub. And then TikTok is a lot of fun. Um, I really actually think that there's a, a really cool place at, on TikTok to practice being on camera too, because the stakes are also really low there. The people on TikTok that see your content don't follow you intentionally. That's the way TikTok works. And sometimes that feels safer than going into people that do follow you, you know? Um, I have show up on video, the podcast, and I have daily dose of Donna, which is my second podcast. And I'm around if anyone ever has any questions, I I share a lot of tips and, um, you know, mindset tips, but also tactical, like strategic tips on how to increase your, you know, your conversions and get better on video and little tips and hacks and et cetera. Amazing. You guys, please, please, please share this with a friend. Tag both of us. And um, it was so fun. Thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. Oh my gosh, Christina. I can't wait to have you on my show. Yeah, girl. Thank you all so much for joining me on today's episode of the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. If today's episode resonated with you at all, please share it with a friend. Also, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review and a comment. What is it that you want us to talk about that will help you realize that at any moment and any day, you too can decide it's your turn. I'm Christina LeCure. I'll see you next time.